Thank you for listening to the Financial Coaches Podcast, brought to you by New Money Habits and Sizemore Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our host by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes and join our growing group of like-minded coaches on Facebook. And until next time, happy coaching. Music provided by Summer School. Hello and welcome back. We have quite the topic to talk about today. Uh, One that Maria is very passionate about. Uh, It is called the compound effect. And I have to admit, she's talked to me about this before, and I was like, man, that's really cool. But much like many people, when I think that something is very cool and I don't write it down, I often forget about it. (laughs) So, admittedly, this is actually going to be one that I am going to be learning quite a bit live on the air with Maria Casillas. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it's going to be a fun one. But I'm excited to see what Maria has to say about this mystical... Uh, concept, which which is the compound effect. Yes. Well, thank you for that fun introduction, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I almost feel like it was set up in such a way that I'm not even going to be able to actually serve the way that you made it sound. Uh, but let, let's just go with it. So I know that I, I feel like I have mentioned this in weeks past when we had put out a couple different episodes. I feel like it came up in in talk, in conversation, and I briefly described it, but we wanted to dedicate another episode specifically to it because this is something that once you understand it, can really keep you going when things kind of suck. <laughs> so I know that it that's kind of a backwards way of looking at this, but I really want to bring it up for that reason. Now, I'm going to first say that the idea of compounding is not new to any financial coach who's on here. In fact, anyone who hears the word compound, we immediately go to what? Compound interest. interest yes. And the reason that compound interest is so great and so bad is because of this compound effect. And when I say so great and so bad, I mean, if it's working for you, it's really great. And if it's working against you, it can feel really bad, right? And so this, I want to make sure that I bring that up, but mostly to make a distinction. When I, I'm going to actually read an excerpt from this book. I would love to tell you that I came up with this concept. I did not. I have felt this concept in my life before having read it, uh, but I did not write the book. So I will give credit to where credit is absolutely due. This book, for those of you who are watching, can see it on the screen. And those of you who are listening, it is The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. I have not read this book in probably a few years, to be honest with you, but it comes up in conversation on a regular basis because it has that much of an impact on my life and on my business. So I'm going to read this for you. And this excerpt is called The Magic Penny. And I just want you to understand ahead of time that this is not how compound interest works. <laughs> if you have a penny, it is not going to compound the way this story says. Okay, so little disclaimer there. Uh, you're not going to be a multimillionaire in 30 days when, when this happens. But uh, I'm going to read this and you guys will kind of understand why this is important. So this is called The Magic Penny. If you were given a choice between taking $3 million in cash this very instant and a single penny that doubles in value every day for 31 days, which would you choose? Now, if you've heard this before, you know that the penny gambit is the choice that you should make. You know it's the course that will lead to greater wealth. 
Yet, why is it so hard to believe that choosing a penny will result in more money in the end? Because it takes so much longer to see the payoff. Let's take a closer look. Let's say you take the cold hard cash and your friend goes the penny route. On day five, your friend has 16 cents. You, however, have $3 million. On day 10, it's $5.12 versus your big bucks. How do you think your friend is feeling about her decision? You're spending your millions, enjoying the heck out of it, and loving your choice. After 20 full days with only 11 days left, Penny Lane has only $5,243. How is she feeling about herself at this point? For all her sacrifice and positive behavior, she has barely more than $5,000. You, however, have $3 million. Then, the invisible magic of the compound effect starts to become visible. The same small mathematical growth improvement each day makes the compounded penny worth $10,737,418.24 on day 31. More than three times your $3 million. In this example, we see why consistency over time is so important. On day 29, You've got your $3 million. Penny Lane has around $2.7 million. It isn't until day 30 of this 31-day race that she pulls ahead with $5.3 million. And it isn't until the very last day of this month-long ultramarathon that your friend blows you out of the water. She ends up with $10,737,418.24 to your $3 million. Very few things are as impressive as the magic of compounding pennies. Amazingly, this force is equally powerful in every area of your life. Now, I don't know about you, Cody. I'm sweating. But I pulled out my calculator because I'm like, uh uh-uh, no way. Like, even though I knew, I knew that he wasn't going to put it in writing if it wasn't going to work out, right? But I pulled out that stupid calculator (laughs) because I'm like, how does that... How does it even work? And and people still, like when I share that story with them, they're pulling out their calculator because they're like, no, you are such a liar. You're just, and it it works. What do you think about that story? Just that small snippet. Um, I think that it is, uh, it's pretty incredible. And I think that it has to, it, it has a lot to say about how life in general works. Um, yes. You know, the the number that stood out the most to me was day 20. I think you said that she had like $5,000. And uh, yep. if you think about it, like if you knew that, you know, this would be like a 31-day process and you're 20 days in and you're talking about trying to get $10 million, but you're only at 5000 mm-hmm. Yep. You, I mean, people would quit. People would quit. They've They've gone over halfway and they're like literally a fraction of a fraction away you know from from the actual goal and it's like this is not going to work there's no Mm -hmm. way i've done this for 20 days two-thirds of the way and and i've made five thousand dollars yep screw this i'm over it you know um and then you know another number that pointed out to me that stuck out to me too was i think you said day 28 i think and she still i think she had like two million um, I think it was day 29. 29? Okay. Yeah. So 29. So. Two, two days yeah, day away. Yeah, day 29, 2.7 million. So still less than 
Right. Two days away. You're three. Mm-hmm. And you're still less. And that's like, mm-hmm. okay, <laughs> this person had it on day one. I just wasted a month of working <laughs> my tail off to get this. And yeah. I still don't have as much. You know? Yeah. It's only until those last two days that it actually comes to fruition. And I feel like that is what happens so many times. So many times yeah. with with people trying to do things. Like they don't see the results until the results are ready to be shown. Yes, I love how you just said that. And like I said, as a disclaimer ahead of time, this is not how compound interest works, right? If you put a penny in the bank, it's not gonna turn into $10 million I wish. in 30 days. Uh, but <laughs> if you look at this on a much bigger scale, I mean, don't even think about money for a second. Just think about, like you said, results in any one particular thing that you're working on. I met a wonderful person yesterday who was ready to give up on her business because she's been doing it for a year and a half or two years and felt like, oh, I only made $17,000 in this one year. And she said, I'm actually looking to start a new job because that job pays $44,000 a year. And it reminded me of this concept that, you know, sometimes we go for what seems easy or seems convenient right now, but we then give up what we could have had. And here's the, here's the real sadness about the whole thing. All of that work that she put into it doesn't have to be done again, right? She already did so much of that foundational hard work in the beginning. And now she's like, well, since I'm not seeing that result, since I'm only at that $5,000 mark, if we're back to that example, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to give up because there's no way I'm going to hit more than $3 million. And if she had, if she just decides to stick with it and realize that, yeah, you're giving up the potential of this just for the steady income. And the thing about that steady income is it's, steady income. That's like, it, it's guaranteed uh, ceiling pretty much. Right. Mm-hmm. And so but sometimes we, we struggle to see how that works. And I know that so many people uh, who are the coaches in our community feel this way. And then also the clients that I coach when it comes to their actual finances can feel this way too. It's like you work with somebody for one month, two months, three months, and they're like, I don't even see, I mean, I'm working my ass off and I don't see any, I don't see any difference. You know, I'm, I'm tired. I'm not, I'm, I still don't get to go out and eat like I want to. I'm still not getting these things that I was hoping to have. And so that's why I always, always set up in the beginning that, you know, yes, you're going to start to see some results, but you're not going to feel good about the results. Maybe sometimes a year or even two years into the process. And it's not because of what you're doing is not working. It's because it is working. It's working exactly how it's supposed to work, right? Mm-hmm. And we start to see there's that almost like that spot where you put in all of this work now and feel like you're getting very little return. But then down the road, you're going to get a lot of return and only have to prime the pump, if you will, every once in a while to keep those results going. Yeah, well... I can say that um, I think that this is a lesson that every coach should talk to their clients about, um, whether it be in the beginning or maybe a couple months in, because I think that uh, just know, like I, fe- I feel like as a client, if I were to put myself in the, in the client's shoes, just knowing this effect and how this whole thing works, it just brings me peace. You know, it makes me feel like, okay, even if the results aren't like 
amazing right off the rip, but I'm still getting some. Yeah. I know that that's by design and that's how it, you know, is supposed to work. So I just need to stick with it. And I believe in myself. I believe in my coach. Let's stick with it, you know? And I feel like yeah, that's well, good so. for not only the client, but also the coach because it, it gives, you know, the client like faith, you know? Um, yeah. And there's not that uncertainty, which can be sometimes um, strange for, for the, the client and uh, coach relationship. Um, and I also want to be a little bit vulnerable for a second. Um, so I recently went full-time with coaching. Um, so we're at the end of October now. I got let go from my other job in the middle of August, and that was due to uh, just regular budget cuts. Um, mm -hmm. In fact, my boss uh, cried and gave me a hug when he had to tell me <laughs> that I was being laid off. Uh, so, you know, it wasn't something he wanted to do, but it's something he had to do, which was fine. And, you know, I have a baby on the way and, um, this is the first time that I've ever not worked for someone. Mm -hmm. This is like my first, like true, like self-employed entrepreneurial thing. Um, now I've been blessed that I've been able to build it up to a point to where I could, uh, make things work, uh, when I eventually did get let go. And I, you know, I didn't have to go get another job, right? Um, that's a really good thing. However, I will say uh, the last two months or so, um, they've been new. Mm -hmm. It's been a new thing. And it's been weird to try and, like, navigate through that. And, you know, there's, there's, the, there's the freedom aspect and, like, the whole, like, control your destiny aspect, which is great about it. But then there's also the, like, well, I don't know what's going to happen next month, you know? Um, mm -hmm. I don't know what's going to happen in six months. It could be great. It could be bad. I mean, who knows? And that's scary sometimes. Um, yeah. And I've even had, like, thoughts come into my head to where it's like, you know, things just aren't going this that great today. Why don't you just hop on Indeed and just start looking for jobs? Because you can still get another job, that'll be something stable, and you can still keep doing coaching, and you can keep growing it, but just get that stability. And I've like seriously considered it, but mm -hmm. I haven't done it yet. And the reason being is because I know that if I do do that, I know that I'm taking away that opportunity. It's, it's simple opportunity cost. Like mm -hmm. I know that like I won't be able to grow this to what, where I want it to be. Um, and where like, you know, my dreams are at with this, if I go the quote unquote easy route, which isn't actually easy. Um, safe. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a safe route. Yeah. Which also um, isn't safe, but it feels that way. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I, and just you telling this whole story um, and explaining everything has even brought me peace because I'm living it. I'm living that right now. I'm on day 20. You know, mm -hmm. uh, and that's that's how I feel. And I, I think that this is something that can be very powerful, not only for clients, but also for the aspiring coach as well. Yeah. And I know I feel like it was last week that we talked about uh, when we did the social media content one and we talked about the blooper mm -hmm. reel versus somebody's fully produced content. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. To me, that's what this feels like. So if, if you are the person who took the penny 
you are the person who's doing those blooper reels. You're looking like an idiot on, on social media. You know, you're trying to do these polls. You don't even know how to create stories. And like you, you right. just, you obviously are out of your element and you're watching somebody who has either done all of that or it's been handed to them or, or whatever, that $3 million. And you're like, oh, I'm never going to get there. And this feels very similar to that idea of comparing where you are right now to where someone else's end result is. And then you realize if you stick with something like this long enough, then not only is that person's end results not as high as yours, that's, that's their ceiling. If they're, if they're so content with just having those results right then and they're not continuing to grow, they're not continuing to learn, they're not continue, continuing to better their content, then you're going to surpass them and they're not going to be able to go any higher anyway. And so I think that that, for me, as someone who is very much a baby when it comes to those things, and by baby I don't mean like, wah, wah, I can't do it, but like infant just learning how to crawl before I walk, that does give some hope that there are people who seem to have it really, really good, but if they don't stay consistent and they don't stick with it, I eventually will pass them up if I can figure out that consistency thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I absolutely love this particular concept. Um, when I mentioned priming the pump before, I, there's another piece in there and I was looking for it, but I don't know where it is and I don't want to waste our listeners' time trying to find it. Uh, but in a nutshell, it, it likens this whole idea to an old-fashioned well where you know you had to sit and pump and pump and pump and pump and pump and pump and pump, try to get the water to come up from underground on, into the well. Um, out of the well into the um, spigot and that you would just sit and pump for a really, really long time and see nothing. And then every once in a while, you'd get this burst of water, like just you know, a few drops here and there, and you'd be like, oh, there's something. But if you didn't continue to pump, it stopped. And so you had to keep pumping. Eventually, it turns around where the water starts to flow so readily that in order to keep it flowing, all you need to do is pump it every once in a while. And that's ultimately where we want to get to our, our businesses, our personal lives, our family lives, you know, our spiritual lives, whatever that thing is that we're working on. If we work hard really consistently right now, we have to realize that eventually you know, we'll always have to have our hands on it. We'll have to continue to pump once in a while to keep it going. But the effort is going to be a lot less than the results. Whereas right now, it feels like the effort is so much more than the results that we are seeming to get right now. So I really yeah. appreciate you letting me share this with you, Cody, with our listeners. Thank you so much for being vulnerable in this episode. I didn't oh, yeah. realize it was something that was going to come up for reel. you. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I'm really glad that you brought it up because I think that's something that a lot of a lot of people struggle with, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and you're the provider of your family or the primary provider. And so that extra pressure, I'm sure, is one of the pieces of the puzzle that a lot of people yeah, it, don't necessarily realize. It definitely is. And, you know, I don't like to, uh, you know, uh, put myself out there in, in that regards all the time because mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be like, oh, woe is me, you know. But I yeah. do think that it is important to not hold back from that. You know, in, yeah. in certain in certain areas, um, such as this this topic that we're talking about right now, my my current feeling and my experience can provide value for someone else. You know, Absolutely. and in and in that particular kind of situation, 
I think that it makes total sense to be vulnerable. And it, you know, if, if it can help someone else, and it can help me by just talking about it, that's a good thing, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but you don't want to be that person that's like, constantly like, oh, man, it's so hard, <laughs> you know, because right. then you're because then you'll be one of those complainers, you know, um, right. And you are not one of those. So no worries on any right. of that, for sure. <laughs> uh, but, and I, I will just close this piece of the conversation up with this and say, should you decide to hop on Indeed and go find something for a little while, I want you to just remember that there is no shame in that. If it is something that you are doing intentionally and it's going to give you the leg up that will open up your, it'll, it'll open up your, uh, it'll release some of the emotion that you have, some of that stress or emotion, right? Mm -hmm. Then, then it's okay. So with this other woman that I was talking to, I said, well, what is the reason you want to go back to, to work? And when we started unpacking some of this, what she realized is that that job that she was going to go do was going to take way more hours than she needed. She was not going to have the time with her family that she was hoping to gain <laughs> from doing something like this. And ultimately, she would be completely drained of energy by the time it was done because it wasn't even something she was doing for love, right? Yep. So that's when I said to her, rather than going and tying yourself into a full-time job, why don't you look into something that is definitely more part-time, whether it's driving for Uber Eats temporarily or whatever. There is no shame whatsoever in doing something temporarily in order to get to another spot, right? Uh, just remember, it's it's all about the intentionality. If yep. that's what you need in order to like rest easy and go, you know what? That new baby that's on the way, he or she's going to eat really, really well, and that's going to be okay, and I'm, I'm going to make sure that that happens. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. It's, you can it's do almost that like and be a great coach. Yeah, and I have uh, pretty similar feelings as to what, uh, I don't know if you said she was a client or a friend um, that you were talking to, but I have pretty similar feelings as her, mm -hmm. but I've uh, I've also, you know, I do, I have a couple of different side hustles as well, so that kind of helps as well, but it's almost like, hey, like, you know, even if you don't want to take a full-time position, but you want to do a, a side, a side, uh, you know, a half, or I'm sorry, a part-time, I don't know what I was thinking, mm -hmm. part-time position. <laughs> Uh, it's almost like, you know, you're in a, you're in a canoe, you know, and the canoe is the coaching practice. But the thing about canoes is that you need a paddle mm -hmm. in order for it to move. Otherwise you're just sitting in a canoe and that's not, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. um, so that part-time position well. or that side hustle may be the paddle to get the canoe going. And then once you have enough yep. speed, you can get rid of the paddle and have some fun. Yep. So, and I was going to say, you need a plan too. Otherwise you're just going to spin in circles. Right. Um, if, you, if you're only paddling <laughs> yeah, on exactly. one side, you literally <laughs> spin in circles in a canoe. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. And if you're married and you are in a canoe with someone else and you can't communicate about who's paddling what, you will also either spin in circles or stay in line. But it's as if that's happened to me before. Let's just pretend like that's never, ever happened. It absolutely mm -hmm. has, uh, but <laughs> but it's actually a really great analogy for life in general because you are not an you're not on an island. You know, you are a husband, you are a father, and so you can't just make those decisions without taking into account what other people around you are going to do, what their needs are, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, I bring that up only because we didn't even plan on talking about any of this, but um, <laughs> but I bring that up because I know a lot of the coaches who listen to us 
are in a similar position. It might not be the exact position that you are, but it's in a position where they're having to decide, do I, if I'm just starting out in my coaching business and I'm not profitable enough to say that I have this, you know, robust income, do I have permission to go and get something else? Or is that me giving up on my dream, right? And those two things, you can give up on your dream by going and getting something else, but just because you get something else doesn't mean that that's you giving up on your dream. So mm -hmm. uh, it, it's, it's very complicated. Unpack it with somebody that you know, like, and trust. Uh, <laughs> and and we will, we'll stop that, this conversation here because, again, we weren't even talking about doing this today. Uh, but I really appreciate you letting me bring up the compound effect because it, it really is just such, such a such a great reminder for so many things that happen in our businesses and in our lives in general. Yeah. Well, I don't know about you, but I felt like the value was just compounding throughout this entire episode. <laughs> we really need to find that little, you know, symbol on our, yeah, on like, our but, um, effects here. That's right. <laughs> it's got funny man over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm in all seriousness, value. <laughs> yeah, in all seriousness, if you guys uh, have any questions that you guys would like answered, you're always welcome to shoot us an email at podcasts at newmoneyhabits.com um, or even if you want to just you know shoot some feedback as well um, you can send us an email that way or you could share the show that always helps us too um, yeah. and if you want to connect and have uh, kind of like a community of like-minded coaches there's the Facebook group that you can hop into as well which is new money habits financial coaches on Facebook um, hop in there say hello we're always looking for new coaches to uh, to be friends with and support. So uh, with that being said, any last thoughts or words of wisdom, Maria? I, I don't I don't think so. I'm just really glad that we had this opportunity to share this with our listeners today. And, and I would love to hear some of their stories as well as with, where they're starting to see that the compound effect took place for them, even though they might not have had a name for it at the time. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening and be sure to tune in next week. Welcome to the Financial Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how to build your practice from startup to scale up while being the kind of coach your clients crave. Finally, a podcast for financial coaches. Here are your hosts, Maria Casillas and Cody Sizemore.